he talks about like the water as a great reset and it really is because there's life in water. So people like you, you can fast for 28 or more days. I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't personally exercise that. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll maybe do like a 24 hour fast, like every in that cycle, like once every two weeks, something like that. Uh, and it kills all the cells that are not supposed to be there naturally without having to have um, different medicines or anything else. Now there may be some supplements that you can use to help move that along. Uh, for example, like for people who have any kind of digestive based issues, so that would be more of like the enjoy your personality archetype. They disenjoy eating and experiencing their food. Mm-hmm. So you take oil of oregano and it helps to settle things down so they can digest it properly. Right. So sometimes you need some aids like that. This is the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast, the podcast that brings together leaders in healthcare and investment real estate to consider the possibilities in future at the intersection of practicing medicine and healthcare real estate investment returns. Welcome to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. I am your host, Trisha Talbot. As a healthcare real estate advisor to providers and investors, the best solutions occur when the two collaborate together as partners in delivering better patient care. Providers can deliver care to their patients when and where they need it, and investors realize the returns to build and manage facilities. We explore changes in medicine and wellness, the future of healthcare, and using real estate as a strategic and financial tool. Welcome to this week's episode of the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. Today is the second part of the interview with Scott Burgess as part of the Healthcare Innovator series. For those tuning into this episode without listening to the first part, his practice considers helping ourselves stay healthy rather than use the healthcare system. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the last episode, perhaps you just listen without any judgment or try to make any dramatic changes to your lifestyle right away and then listen to it again and maybe pick up something that you want to try and then perhaps uh, you listen to it much later and see what else speaks to you and try something else. If nothing speaks to you, as I mentioned before, the medium allows you to to simply turn it off. But um, I think we can all agree that change needs to occur in our expensive healthcare system that is approaching 20% GDP and not producing any better patient outcomes. So the answer to exactly what we need to do first is not clear, uh, but we can listen to how some other people are making changes and see if we like what they have to say. Thank you. So that's the basic, let's go back real quick. That's how I, I wake up, start off my day. And then from there, uh, nothing goes in my mouth that has a label <laughs> ever. So if it has a label, I'm out. Uh, if it's not quite, if I don't know like where it's from, where it's grown, all that kind of stuff. So I keep my, my life and I keep my food intake very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's complex, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. And that's I, I've how many times have you heard someone, for example, saying, oh, I can never give up my coffee. I need my coffee. Or what about cream or my coffee? And it, those are the, I guess, the guilty pleasures, if you will, right? Yeah. In between. Uh, I'm like, if it's not useful, no. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always lead off with that. How is this useful? But the trap is there. They actually, actually, it's a pretty fun question because humans instinctively have the ability to justify and reason. So most people will find a way to justify and reason almost about anything if they really want it. 
right? Uh, th that's where marketing comes into play because marketing is like, you know, you can have a mediocre product, but if you market the hell out of it, it's amazing. Uh, and look at the iPhone sales, for example. I mean, Android has been so far in front of iPhone. They're at least three years in front of them when it comes to technology, but then the number one product across the globe. Is an iPhone, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've blown up my script in a very good way. I, I, I love it. So I wanted to, though I, there's one thing I want to get your opinion on because um, especially with your, with what you've shared so far, you know, a lot, if you, if you do look at the traditional U.S. healthcare system and you look at where the costs are, a lot of it is. Can I, can I, can I correct that? Can I course correct that word for it? If you don't mind, sure. I wouldn't call it traditional. I would say inserted healthcare system. Okay. An inserted healthcare system. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at the cost, a lot of it is spent on end of life. And, yeah. you know, I think that there's, um, as you say, there, I think there's a mental concept of end of life and then and, and fear um, that I, I think is associated with that. And I'd love your opinion. There was a movie I would recommend the audience watch. It's the it's called The Goodbye. Um, I'll forward you the link so you can put it into the show notes. Yeah, right? that'd be great. And the basis is this. It was a fantastically written, witty all the above and all the below type of a movie. And it was based on the fact of auto-suggestion. So early in our conversation, we talked about the three ways people die, trauma, poison, and auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion basically is fear. So you're inserting a thought. Uh, for those who look into, let's say, um, I wanna make sure I use the right word here, but if they're interrogating, let's say criminals or terrorists or whatever, right? Auto-suggestion is a way of creating predictability on behavior or pulling out information, okay? So how many times have we heard the story? Oh my gosh, the doctor gave me six months to live or three months to live or nine months or whatever it may be and they die within weeks, right? Go back to the movie now. So this, this beautiful grandmother, she was sick and the spots on the image on the MRI showed that she had some kind of tumor, some kind of mass in her brain. So the family, now they, it was also, uh, it's, a, it's a Chinese family. So it has a lot of Eastern medicine ideals. They took the hit. They were like, we're not telling her what's going on. But all of them were kind of assuming that she didn't have that long to live. And but the grandmother really never knew what was happening. So she just lived her life. So without giving too much away with the story, because I really recommend everyone watch it is that everyone was levels were down. So let's put her on a scale of zero to 10. Everyone was like a three or four, maybe a five and within the family, because it was just kind of mopey, right? Mm -hmm. And I was really particularly interested in how different people would have different roles. But the grandmother was like, what the hell are y'all doing? Like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, she's just living her life. At the end of the movie, they went back and they said she died seven years after. By the way, it, it's, a, it's a true story. So the fact of end of life, going back to the original question, means that someone found a way to make money. <laughs> it's that simple. And, and uh, I, I just call things what they are. Uh, it's not, well, you know, this and this and this, because I guarantee if you change. So I read a book recently, actually I read it for a second time, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. Uh, if you change the environment, you change your life. So here's a gentleman, and let's just talk about how smart the body is, because the body's not only smarter than you think, it's smarter than you can think. And that's something that's really, really important for most people to understand. So when people hear about miracles or the what ifs or like, how did that happen? Because your, your body's number one goal is to survive, which is going back to when I wake up, I have gratitude. Like I've satisfied my organism for the day, my flesh suit. And I'm like, I woke up, 
Like everything is good. Like there's nothing, what else could be wrong? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm up. <laughs> so you satisfy the organism, everything's moving forward from there. Um, but going back to biology of belief, from survival, you have two roles after that. You have to protect the heart and protect the brain at all costs, right? And the heart first, because the heart is the connection to the all. The brain is just a computational device that actually runs the system to make sure that the heart's protected, right? The biology of belief shows not only exactly that understanding, but it also talks about how independent systems, and because most people right now in the professional world and the corporate world, based on what's happening with COVID, what happened with COVID, uh, what happened to people financially due to COVID and different things like that, they're running on three stages of the fight or flight and their adrenals are on overload. I mean, how many people do you know have anxiety attacks and mental health, what they call mental health disorders? They're not mental health disorders. Uh, it, it's deep rooted fear where people are just like, oh my gosh, I, it's, life is not worth living. And for what reason? Because they believe in someone else's story. So the body's job at that point is to survive by protecting the heart and the brain at all costs. And independently, your adrenals or your intestinal system, reproductive systems, all will take on certain hits for the body to make sure that you're achieving that goal. The biology of belief and Dr. Bruce Lipton's work actually broke down from a cellular level what happens to the cells, the nucleus, and all, all the different organ pieces of that make up that atom and that nucleus. Could they survive outside of their cell? And the answer is yeah, but for how long? And that's the case. So again, going back to the question is they found a way to make money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to, you, you're, um, this conversation's been too deep. I feel like my Q and a answers would be too superficial after this conversation. Oh, go for it. No, no, no. I'd rather ask you a different question. So, yeah. um, what would you, I mean, you, you've obviously touched on, you know, you'd like people, I, I think you first want people to, um, I guess, I don't want to say manage their emotions, but identify what, what their emotions are and, and, yeah. and kind of go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, after that, what could be the most impactful to get more people to, I guess, like take control of their own wellness and, and try to get their, try to get their own control, how to get their lifestyle habits to serve them better in their, okay. for their body. It, it, it's really simple. Your body needs to be alkaline. That's it. Within a balanced emotional state. If your emotions are out to lunch, that means that's your metaphysical, then your physical is out to lunch. It's just nowhere to be found. That's why people are all over the map, right? And how many times have you heard people after a really good cry, even yourself, for example, after a good cry, you feel so much better. You feel more in touch with yourself, more intact because you dumped everything that's going on. And a lot of different thoughts are coming into mind right now, as far as like poor sleep habits and different things like that. So the reason why we need good sleep and why we need turn our cell phones off at a certain time because sleeping. So let me give you my example. I, I hope this will answer the question. Yeah. So my personal principle that I follow every day, now it's not, this is what I do. I base a lot of things, actually everything on feeling. So if I'm feeling hungry, I'll eat. If I'm feeling thirsty, I'll drink. If I'm feeling tired, I'll go to bed. I don't have a set pattern for everything, but I do uh, kind of ebb and flow with it based on what my body needs for that day. So for example, I wake up gratitude, all those kind of things. I go into heavy learning in the morning because I'm in beta. That's when my brain's open to suggestion at, at its best. So my first three hours of my day and I wake up uh, somewhere between four and four 30 based on how much sleep that I need. My first three hours of my day are nothing but learning. I take zero notes. I just throw it up on display and I can recall that information at any point from there. I go into my corporate workday, 
and what I need to take care of. And I've basically taken what I can do in like 40 hours. And I've been able to consolidate that down in less than five hours a day. I can get it done. I'm very good at what I do. And I don't dilly dally. I'm like, here's what we need to do. Boom, spell it all out, bang, get it done. Then I go into lunch. Again, I don't eat food that has a label. If it has a label, it doesn't exist. Gonzo. Uh, my exercise, I don't like calling it exercise. It's, it really should be considered movement, right? Because exercise, healthcare, specifically healthcare, all have negative connotations to it, especially if you are looking at different personality archetypes. So for example, your archetype is you're a thinker, you're a varietist, and oh, yeah, and you're a stayer. Okay, so there's three different archetype, personality archetypal personality traits that will stand out, right? So for me, I'm a blend of all five. There's usually five of them. So to say like, I'm a riotous first, so I do not like anything that's, this is how you do it. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Can't do it that way. I'm always like, I like to play. So words matter at the same time. So I may exercise and slash move or move in the morning, in the afternoon or an evening based on where I am and how I feel. And that's the, the biggest takeaway uh, for most folks is they're not assessing how they feel. They're doing things because they think they have to because they're being told to. And they're not thinking independently on their own. So whatever that happens up my day, I move on. I make sure I take care of uh, things at home. If my wife needs help, uh, I have four daughters. So make sure of anything that they need. And like, again, I'm constantly buzzing. So what does that look like? Everything. Uh, I can be setting up a computer. I can be fixing uh, a virus. I can be helping with a document, uh, walking my dog, taking care of clients, uh, putting together podcasts or virtual teaching lessons, all that kind of stuff, right? My last ingestion of food is no later. My last bite is at 6 p.m., period. End of story. Because, and this goes into sleep. Sleep is really, really important. Um, if you're eating anytime past six o'clock, your natural, well, your cortisol is coming down because their circadian rhythm is coming down at that point naturally, which is what it should do. But at the same time, when I want to make sure I explain it simply so people understand your natural DMT levels, which is your dumping hormone, right? This is your dream state. Your dream state actually help the body get rid of the mental waste product or garbage that needs to be get let out. So if you're eating past six, that metabolism and those functions are still working. Your body's not at rest. So your body needs to be at rest. So um, some Intermittent fasting is a big thing now, again, uh, but it's really not, it shouldn't be a big thing. It should be part of everyone's daily lifestyle and it should go in waves. Uh, so high during a certain period of your life and low in this other period of your life. Oh, sorry. A little thing came up my screen. I was like, what was that? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so intermittent fasting, I usually do intermittent fasting in waves of three months. So I'll make sure that I'm fasting anywhere between 14 to 16 hours a day. Right. But I call that refresh. I'm allowing my body to process what should be there and what shouldn't be there. It's basically a computed defrag, a natural way of doing it, right? So we had Dr. Alan Goldspan on our episode uh, 71. And I'm surprised myself today remembering all my numbers. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, and he talks about like the water is the great reset. And it really is because there's life in water. So people like you, you can fast for 28 or more days. I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't personally exercise that. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll maybe do like a 24 hour fast, like every in that cycle, like once every two weeks, something like that. Uh, and it kills all the cells that are not supposed to be there naturally. 
without having to have um, different medicines or anything else. Now, there may be some supplements that you can use to help move that along. Uh, for example, like for people who have any kind of digestive-based issues, that would be more of like the enjoy your personality archetype. They disenjoy eating and experiencing their food. Mm-hmm. So you take oil of oregano and it helps to settle things down so they can digest it properly, right? So sometimes you need some aids like that. So that, that's another way of doing it. But then after that, my phone is off by eight. Um, it's on silent by six. So if I'm missing phone calls and texts, it's at my leisure, not your convenience. That's another big takeaway there. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually watching, if I, if I watch TV and I usually watch one TV show at night, it's something funny. <laughs> that's it there's nothing serious yeah and uh and then from there i usually listen to some kind of white noise or static airplane noise or something like that or something uh, one of my favorites is dr wayne dyer uh so i'm going to bed with positive words not affirmations i'm not not big on affirmations they serve a role when they serve a role but i'm all about the positive experience and understanding expression and understanding where we are and who we are and being our authentic self. And that's what my day looks like for the most part. Um, and then if it, if it changes or there any kind of variety, it's usually because something else is changing in my life, whether my kids, my family, um, something with work, right? Something like that. Because I do have a corporate job, which is work. And I have my own private practice, which is play. Um, I work because we have to work and healthcare insurance and all that kind of stuff for trauma, not for all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I use it for. Mm-hmm. And going from there, um, I don't know if there's any interjections you want to make as far as points that stuck out to you or not, but that's about how I go about my day. So I don't rely on healthcare. I rely on myself. Uh, healthcare today is really managed sick care and managed disease uh, underneath the CPT 10 code. Uh, I don't want to live that way. I decide personally to research. I'm a crazy thinker. So my first three hours, I'm like, what about how come? And then I relate that back and forth to other topics of, of, of interest and it's crazy. I mean, in the, my healing practice, for example, I have a client now that's over and she has what they, you know, diverticulosis. So I don't look at the definition of diverticulosis. I'm like, okay, you have inflammation to the gut. What's really going on there? You should see her emotional system. Oh my goodness. We unloaded, uh, I've seen it now for three times in a row. Her iliopsoas is out the lunch of the sole muscle at the hips. Uh, those are coming back. The swelling's going down. And she had some realizations in between at the same time. And she was realizing, saying, yeah, I knew that it, I, this is her, her words, not mine. She goes, I knew if I ate that, Scott, I wasn't going to feel well. And I said, okay, let's stop there. Let's camp out for a second. I go, when bite. did you feel that? She goes, I felt it before I even took my first bite. I said, okay, so why did you choose to bite it? She goes, because I thought the means were going to justify the end. I said, and she says, I'm here today, right? I said, right. <laughs> so so would you, would you like to see people, obviously if they, they come to you um, in that situation where there's a problem, but wouldn't, would you like to see people bef- um, as a course of their own wellness practice to come and see you to continually check in with themselves so they don't, so they can prevent illnesses yeah. from happening? So uh, th- here's my model. And this is, this is why people come to my door. You can't start until you begin. And that's a really profound statement. Here's why. If you're beginning at day one, let's just say you're taking a mild jog, right? You're usually pretty sore day two, day three because of you know delayed onset muscle soreness, 
uh, and new activity, your body's acclimating, it's making sure that's on an injury and different things like that. But by day 30, if you're running a mile, you're flying through it, right? So realistically, your start point is day 30, not day one, right? So what I tell people who have different systems that are out of line and things are just not working properly, I said, look, you can't start until you begin. So I get them through to the starting point, to the starting line, so they don't need me anymore. I don't want to be their babysitter. I don't want to be their coach, frankly. I want to see them get well, and I want to see them repeat it. I have a deep-seated, rooted, just love for families because I understand what's going on in today's families very, very much. And I see what's happening in social media and I see what's happening with the stress and in schools and all the madness that people are focusing on right now or being forced to pay attention to, to some degree. And what if we're able to say, it's not that hard. Here's what it looks like. Got it? Good. Teach. That's me. Because even the supplementation market, for example, was basically designed behind and it wasn't the exact companies there, but we all have been programmed, and I mean everyone has been programmed, have a problem, take a pill. The pharmaceutical companies plan and budget for over $5 billion a year in their marketing campaign, have a problem, take a pill, to bring a business model, which then leads to surgeries and everything else, right? But from there, there was another market that was created in the supplementation market that said, oh, by the way, I don't really want to take that stuff. I'd rather do it naturally. So someone says, oh, vitamin C and magnesium and this and the, and the whole nine yards, right? So what's the... What does that look like outside? Eating food without a label, making sure you're drinking water that's structurally coherent, making sure that you're alkaline. They're all real easy things to do, but the reason why they seem difficult, one is because the knowledge there for an individual person is like, I don't, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to put all these things together because they don't understand just basic chemistry. And I'll keep it this simple because I'm going to go into the part with the families, but when gorillas walk through the forest, they're not looking at, hmm, I wonder how much vitamins and minerals that banana has up in the tree. It's the biggest bunch of like bologna I've ever heard. So when I hear things about like ketogenic diet and stuff like that, give me a break. Seriously, like give me a break. Not that it doesn't have value, right? If that's what someone's into, great. But the common denominator is there's usually no sugar. It's a nice balance of fats and proteins and everything else. You're creating apotrophy. You're, you're letting your body break things down so they can evacuate them naturally stuff like that. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to a family, moms are like, shit, I got two kids. I'm working a part-time job or a full-time job. My husband's out of the house. He may be traveling. There's a lot of stress there. So what do they do? They grab fast food or something quick that can just, what they think is providing energy or nutrition for them. And it's really not because it's just, oh, I don't know what this is. So versus using energy as like breathing techniques to help get you through there or water or different things like that versus going to the store. So what I do is if I'm hungry and I'm driving versus stopping, I will stop at a supermarket and I will buy an apple or I will buy with, with a, with a, um, cause if I can't clean it, I'll buy um, a knife or something I can get the skin off. And that's what, that's plenty of food. If you can just drink water for 28 days an apple is going to get you home. It really is. So it's so a lot of, again, I mentioned earlier about justification and reason and all those different types of things. It's all mental weakness, frankly. It's just we're not, we haven't exercised these. So it's, oh my gosh. I mean, when Alan um, Goldhammer was on the show, he was talking to me about, now he has over 30,000 uh, studies of positive results from water fasting. And I don't necessarily recommend it, 
it works for me. Um, probably, well, I know that it did work for me, but it probably would work for me. I, I actually do really well when I fast long. Some people don't work for it. I have no idea, right? But he says that some people, if they fly from east to west coast, they're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't not have a meal. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, the people would flip out. Again, yeah. his words, not mine, but I'm like, I believe him. Yeah. Scott, this has been such a great conversation. I, I think we could probably go another hour, but um, I, I'm, I'm happy that you're putting this out there and I wish you a ton of success. And I'd like you to tell people how to get a hold of you and uh, if they'd like to reach you. Sure. Uh, so everything, so a lot of changes going on. I'll keep it really short. So Healthcare 360 started off with inside the healthcare market space. And uh, I'm moving away from that for obvious reasons, because uh, I do understand that it's a system that's designed around a payment system and it, it does really keep people sick. Um, some get well, that's great. But usually those who get well, usually look, this is what they, as far as the statistics tell you, is that they're usually looking at some kind of outside external that assists with that healthcare because they want to take action uh, and a call to action for their own personal health, which is what I applaud. And I invite everyone to do that. Um, so healthcare 360 is dying soon. Um, as far as my podcast, we're just rebranding it. It's going to be uh, Scotty Burgess show and it's everything designed around health, wellness, and just understanding how to use energy to live better. That's it. Um, I've even taken the people that would be more revered on the higher end of podcasting or health and wellness. And I've even simplified their stuff. I'm like, it's just unneeded because the one thing, for example, and I'll, and I'll throw this out there, is a lot of people talking around oneness, 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 okay? They, we're all one. If we collectively, if we have 10% or 1%, we'll be able to make that change in the world. But there's no example of what that looks like. <laughs> and it's pretty frustrating. It's like, okay, oneness, okay? What does that look like? Or what's an example? Or what's that in relationship to? It's just like one is boom and it's done. And then it's open to interpretation, which is great. I love that. But some people are so wrapped in the matrix that they don't, they need a helping hand to get out of it. They need to be basically kind of shoke, you know, shaken awake in there and say, hey, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up, you know, not let the buzzer go off for another 15 minutes and hit the snooze button, right? They need to have that, that, that slight gentle. So that's why it's changing. So Everyone, if they want to find me, uh, appreciate it. Uh, you can go to scotteburgess.com. That's where everything's going to be there. Um, we're doing a lot of cool things. We're going to have the probably the most authentic biohack review um, uh, uh, principle out there for the most part is everything that could be used for wellness and health and betterment of you uh, with, frankly, this unbiased. I buy all the things myself. So there's no dollars or anything it's influence from outside. It's us buying and saying, okay. And then usually we give it away. So that's how it works. So that's coming as well. So people can actually find out because if I look at something, I'm like, okay, how would this work? How wouldn't it work? What's this? I'm asking all those deep seated questions to find out why is this good? Why is it there? Because okay. most people know that there's one thing that's been copied 10,000 times. And then you have to try to do the research for yourself, right? We got to get rid of all that stuff. Yeah. It, it, it can't exist anymore. There's too many people that are sick and too many people need help. Well, I hope that uh, you help a lot of people. And I look forward to crossing paths with you again and meeting you in person sometime. That'd be cool. Where are you located, by the way? Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, that would be yeah. wonderful. So yeah. we just actually had a guest who's in Boca Raton, Florida. 
uh, Jason Stauffer with Morozgo Forge. Um, he has an ice bath, brilliant technology. And their specific niche of a market is they're going for is how to con help control and assist with inflammation in the body. And it's very, very powerful, very, very powerful. So yeah. um, Cold they're a little bit on the expensive awesome. side, Cold but I'm looking, awesome. uh, I'm looking to get one. So it's awesome. Yeah. I do a cold plunge a week. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. 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 I don't in the wintertime then here in Florida, I have to wait to the winter to get my pool to get cold, <laughs> but I jump in the pool in the winter and I'm in there for a few minutes and then, oh my gosh, it's amazing. You feel like a million bucks. Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> yeah. There is zero coffee that can give you that result. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's very easy to do. So it's, right. uh, it's great. Well, thank you, Scott. Thank you very much. I'm grateful for you tuning in to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with others. As a disclaimer, this podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only and not intended for specific real estate investment advice. <laughs>